Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Welcome to the show, my husband, J.C. Hall. Thank you. So glad to have J.C. here with us today, where we're going to talk about some things in the current events from a liberty perspective, from a principled perspective. I promise no political spin, no historical revisionism allowed here. Amen. Da, 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 da. Um, and we are on the East Coast, by the way. We, we, we are on the East Coast. Eastern Standard Time. EST, 6 p.m., although we were five minutes behind. Uh, just a buffer for folks to come in. Just a buffer. There we go. Woohoo. Uh, so glad to see everybody in the Daily Journal chat room here on uh, YouTube. I'm really, really digging this new format and I love the way everybody's able to interact with each other on this. Just to let you know, um, to say on the air for people who don't like to read, I did give the little message chat room. It says, uh, make sure you keep respectful, keep your language clean, and do what I always tell Colton, it's better to use big words than it is to use bad words. That way you can insult someone and they don't even know what you're talking about, which gives you a little bit more pleasure in the whole thing. JC doesn't agree with that all the time. JC likes colorful hey, language. I, what? What are you talking about? Are, are you calling me a potty mouth? Is no, that what you're saying? No, I didn't say that. I just say you like the use of colorful language. Oh, okay. I did not say potty mouth. <laughs> not by any stretch of the word. Speaking of our YouTube channel, uh, I looked at yesterday's comment feed, and we have we have a hater troll, JC. Very cool. A hater troll, and he has a bit of a potty mouth. And I actually uh, contemplated uh, kicking him off, but I thought that it might be more fun if the regular followers just had their fun with him for a little while before I kicked him off. And I wonder, you know, you've said this before, why do people even come to our yeah. page? You know, you're, I mean, you're a loser with, You're a loser with no life. Because, like, I'm not sitting around watching the Rachel Maddow, you know, right. YouTube channel. Like, why Why would I do that? Yeah. So it's, uh, it's a really strange sort of thing to, for, you know... I hate you, Chris Ann Hall, so I'm going to sit here and watch your YouTube videos. I don't know why anybody believes <laughs> any of this garbage. I don't understand how anybody can listen and listen to this stuff. Yet, yeah, so that's you why, are here. Right, that's why I like, I like you know, the no block thing you said, because then you, you just let, they come on and essentially prove what we say about them. Yes, yes. <laughs> so. Yeah, well, I, I totally try. You know, I don't want to, we, we like to have the young people. Sure. On the show, you know, I like I like families to be able to sit down and talk about these topics and learn about what we're teaching, and I and I really don't want to have parents have to to explain certain things to their kids. So maybe if you just listen I, to you, the show and, and not read the yeah, comment yeah, yeah, right. feed, you'd be don't, good. Don't let your kids read YouTube comments. Yeah, regardless Please. of what the channel is, <laughs> stay stay out of the comment section. Yeah, so anyway, if you want to go to, I guess it wouldn't be yesterday's show. Here I am, it's Monday. Yeah. Where but does all but ho go? hopefully the troll shows up, right? So mm -hmm. thanks for coming, moron, idiot, potty mouth, and proving everything we say about you. <laughs> I mean, you, you add to the show because you're such an idiot. And when we, when we expose 
this line of thinking, then it's nice to have an example. We can go, see, we said these leftists have no morality. Right. They have no decency. Mm -hmm. they, they love and promote everything that's vile. Yeah. Right? And he shows up and goes, oh, yeah, that's true, by spewing his You know, that's another comment. Vomit. That's another, another, uh, another thing to recognize. I'm, I'm not listening to Rachel Meadow, and I'm not on her YouTube channel telling her how stupid and vile <laughs> she is, you know? Seriously, if you don't know Rachel Maddow is stupid and vile and you don't know that what she's doing is just complete, total propaganda manipulation, then my comments on her page are not going to change your mind. Yeah. Right? Exactly. So, uh, Jeffrey Fowler, I was in the Army and JC was in the Navy, just it, sort of clearing that up a little and bit. And the game's coming up, by the way. Go yes. Navy. Go uh, Army. And so I, <laughs> I went in in 1990. Um, what you went in in 1996 96 so there you have it army and navy 96 I was one of the older people yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I already had my bachelor's degree and that's where we met and I robbed the cradle yeah. <laughs> a little bit is that too much is that overshare I don't know uh, that's par for the course par for the course okay. <laughs> You, you go ahead. You're the boss. I'm the boss. Go no. ahead. So uh, I, I, I got some people saying, hey, Chrisanne, we're tired of the impeachment. We come to you for something refreshing. Thank you. We don't want to talk about impeachment anymore. I appreciate you guys got my back. Yeah, right? Um, I do want to mention <laughs> that I did publish a new article on impeachment. It was very good. But that was, uh, it was teaching, not preaching. I mean, it was not. Right, right, so right, that, right. that was good. I right. mean, that. So I think in the in the realm of if you're going to hear about impeachment, that's the stuff you get from Chris Ann Hall. That well, was excellent, and excellent that's, article. That's exactly what I mentioned to the people who were contacting me on social media. Chris Ann, I'm just going to, I'm tired of hearing impeachment. If I see that headline in your YouTube, I'm not going <laughs> to pass it over. I said, look, we are a teach uh, show and not a talk show. I, I said, look, you're going to really miss out <laughs> on a lot of information because here's the thing. This is a current event. And, yeah. bef you know, without getting into repeating what is being said over and over again uh, through the mainstream media, it's very difficult for me as a natural teacher to turn away from these, these so blatantly obvious teaching moments, right? Yeah. And that's how we deliver them. And so the new article is called Constitutionally and Historically Established House Procedures for Articles of Impeachment. Uh, our, our, our friend Rod, who, who uh, is the publisher for the Revolutionary Times, he published it as uh, a prosecutor explaining the simple uh, procedures for House impeachment. Yeah. So basically what I do in this article is, because this is the new, the new narrative, right? Mm -hmm. uh, well, how can we possibly know what is the proper procedure for the House in developing articles of impeachment? Because the Constitution doesn't tell us, right? Like, now, all of a sudden, we're going to follow the Constitution, and where the Constitution is not absolutely, you know, verbatim, because we always follow the Constitution absolutely verbatim, right. right? You know, that whole shall not be infringed thing, <laughs> right? So where it doesn't tell us exactly what to do, we, we have to sort of figure it out as we go along. Well, as I was teaching the university students today, understanding the Constitution 
the text is only one third of understanding the Constitution. So go one read third. the article. Go read it. Yeah. Share it. So we don't read have an to article. So rehash it. Basically, what we what I'm trying to say is understanding the Constitution is only one. Uh, the text of the Constitution is only one third. There's the principle of hermeneutics and intent that goes behind that. The other two-thirds of understanding the Constitution is knowing the history that built it and the intent as, as articulated by those who ratified it. Right. So just the words of the text, which they call strict, stri strict uh, textual interpretation, is like only taking one-third of the facts. That's a strict constructionism? A strict that constructionism that, is that's just the, the one, text of the thing. Yeah, so that's... Uh, what are the, what's the little saying inside the four corners? The four corners of, of the document. So That's you right. you would say that so that that idea of strict constructionism is not not a full uh, full proper method of of interpretation. Uh, well, application, yeah, because I try to use get away from that word interpretation because you know we don't have to define the meanings we have to apply the principles yeah. and the meanings of the principles are established. But what's really crazy, JC, is that remember the constitution is a contract and in contract law, you don't have the principle of strict constructionism. That's, that's, that has been, oh, oh, that has been disputed as a principle of contract application since English common law. Right. So if you have a contract with somebody, some, some judge is not saying, oh, only the four corners, right? No, because the first principle of contract law application talks to the parties. Is, the, is, a, is a legal principle called the meeting of the minds. So the right? ju judge is going to have a conversation. If they're trying to hash it out, you're going to have a set conversation mm -hmm. with the parties involved, not just read, read the text and go. Right. You're going to talk to the parties and what say, I think it means. What, did you, what did you intend by this clause when you signed this contract into legal being? And in the... In, in the absence or dispute of what that actually means, when if party A says one thing and party B says another, then you get into the other one-third of the proper application, and that is what exactly is the corroborating history of that intent. Right. right? So remember, just as we're a teach show and not a talk show, this is something that you have to understand from the basic foundations of constitutional aptitude. You got to understand how this has to work. So whenever you run across these things, the well, we all know the living, breathing document thing is a complete fallacy in in every aspect, and that living, breathing document fallacy is the Constitution means what we want it to mean. There's not a single contract on the planet. That is in that is applied that way. So as far as terms, that's what you would use the term originalism or original, original intent. Originalism or original intent, and that's what that means. That means that it's a threefold process. What is the what do the words of the document say? What is the intent of the founders, which Alexander Hamilton called the the, the tenor of the commission? And the parties to the contract. And then and then also uh, the history behind it. You mm -hmm. know why why. Why do we have a House and a Senate and a President? Where did our three-tiered structure come from? Well, it came from a review of the English Constitution and the English form of government. And how did we improve on all that stuff? So history really, really is important in properly applying the Constitution. And those two things, I guess the intent would also encompass the linguistic mm -hmm. uh, 
the, the, how would you say, contemporaneous linguistic context. In other words, how right. they use these words yeah. When, yeah, yeah, yeah. when they wrote them. Yeah. So, exa for example, we've been talking about the I word that shall not be mentioned today. And we said when they were talking about you can, you know, do this to the president for political reasons. Yeah. How were they using that how term? How were they using that term mm -hmm. political? And it was just the universe of politics not for party or political disagreements, right? So right. it really is important to understand, like, how did you call that, the linguistics of the day? Yeah, the, the contemporaneous linguistic mm -hmm. usage. Like, so what, how do they use it then? You know, I was telling the I university to students words, today, and I know a lot of people understand this, uh, for example, that phrase in the Second Amendment, shall not be infringed. From the beginning of the written law, and I'll and I'll even include the Bible in there as as a form of written law. The word "shall" has always meant something that cannot be changed. If the statute says this shall happen, right? Shall uh, shall not be infringed or the, the government shall not infringe on your right to keep and bear arms or your right to be secure uh, and in your possessions shall not be violated, right? Whatever hap follows that word shall is an immutable, unchangeable thing. So for an example, in a courtroom, if the judge reads a statute and it says, upon this qualification, this thing shall happen. The judge can't change that. The judge can't even dispute that. The judge must follow to the very letter whatever follows that term shall. It's an unmutable thing. The only, the only entity that can change what follows shall is the entity that wrote the phrase in which the shall is contained. So for statutory reasons, that's written by a legislature. So the only way the law can change what what the only way what follows shall can be changed is if there is an amendment or replacement of that law. Mm. The judge can't do that. The lawyers can't do that. The politicians can't do that outside the legislative process. The jury can't. Well, let me stop there. That's why they stick in the they substitute may. Yeah, and but here's that the kind thing, because you were laws. talking about linguistically speaking. Mm -hmm. So since the beginning of time, in every dictionary, every legal dictionary, that word shall has been defined as immutable, as something that must happen. In our more modern text, we are gradually inserting may as a synonym, syn is to be synonymous with shall, as yeah. a synonym of shall. Well, and I, that's why understanding linguistically when the document was written, what those words meant, because words are changed in their meaning and depth of meaning over time. Well, I think you put, you made it pretty clear in the article that I highly recommend it and put it in, you know, the, the prosecutorial context really. Uh, Maybe you can pull it up for them and we'll flash up the page up there so they can see yeah, it a little yeah, bit later. Yeah, yeah, just go see it, but, but we, I'll do um, that later. Yeah, you can do that later. I want to meet beginning with the the understanding of of words and the meaning and the application of the Constitution. Um, there is a an article on Business Insider that JC I really want to get into because this really gives us a, a huge teaching moment. Uh -huh. And the the article was written was published on December seventh, twenty nineteen. And in Business Insider, the title is, 
The U.S. is being run by a government that no longer represents its people. Now, this is one of those headlines that is kind of deceptive in the wrong direction, right? Because I yeah. thought I read that and I thought, woohoo, yeah, yeah. Something right? everybody can agree on. Right, everybody can agree on. But then you get into the body of the article and you realize that it is a completely living, breathing, progressive, lack, complete and utter lack of understanding of our constitutional republic and how yeah. it's supposed to actually it's operate. It's your typical, we're a democracy tripe. Oh, man. Did you notice we were, you were listening to something in the office today. I don't know. You said it was some politician. Our democratic republic or yeah. our constitutional democracy. Is that what we called it? I, yeah. I don't remember. Whatever. He said either a democratic republic or a constitutional republic. Or, or democracy. A constitutional democracy. Mm-hmm. And it's so insidious how they creep that in there. Right. As if to sort of dilute the efficacy of both words. Right. I'm going to make democracy, which is an incorrect term, more acceptable by uniting it with the correct term. Right. Right? Yeah. And I'm going to diminish the power of the correct term by adding the incorrect term so I can say, look, we live in a democracy. Right? Yeah. One nullifies the other. Right. Exactly. Constitutional democracy is an oxymoron. Yes. You you can't simultaneously, you can't have. Well, I suppose you could have. I suppose you could have a. A, a constitution that establishes that you're a democracy that runs by majority and there is no written yeah. law, right? Which, I mean, which what in would that be case, the point of having one? Yeah, right. right? In that case, constitution right. is just kind of just kind of this little push. Boom! It's not really a, a right. rule of law framework, which is the difference. What what, what is the more oxymoron is the democratic republic. Yeah. Right. Because <laughs> are you a majority rule or right. are you a representative, representative rule? Because that's the thing. And that's the thing that this article really sort of conflates the representation and majority rule. Yeah. And that's something that, w- that I want to talk about. So this article, um, U.S. is being run by a government that no longer represents itself. I love the, the picture on the front of Mitch and, and Trump right there. And and I like how they're doing these articles these days. They give you the bullet points. Uh-huh. At the beginning of the article. Let you know it's crap from the get-go? Yeah, right, exactly. To let you know that it's crap from Oops, the get-go. Sorry. There you go. All right. Woo-hoo, there we are. There it is. There it is. Okay, so the bullet point, number one, over Americans overwhelmingly support a number of policy proceed, proposals, such as background checks for all gun owners and paid maternity leave. Mm-hmm. So the implication is... Because Congress is not passing laws to grant paid maternity leave, then our government no longer is a representative government. Mm-hmm. Both those incredible popular provo- proposals are not being put into practice by our politicians. That's because those in power, including the Senate, courts, and White House, once again, remember how this this article is going to do that thing that implies that the courts actually create law, mm-hmm. right? And that's another one of those things, the constitutional democracy, putting the, the incorrect next to the correct to, to establish an incorrect truth. How's that? Does it make sense? Well, it, also notice in there 
including look at look at what's named or let me say this look at what's not named so including the, <laughs> the senate courts and white house so in other words everything that's controlled by the republicans right because it's not working the, that that which is controlled by the democrats it's fine yes, it's working that's fine. very good for pointing that not only that jc but it's perpetuating this continual lie in uh, mainstream media and in politics well especially the liberal politics that the Supreme Court is now a conservative-dominated court. Yeah, which is and, false. Which is absolutely false. And if you don't know that, then you need to go back and listen to well, other Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal shows where depending, we show you that yeah, yeah. Kavanaugh... Well, depending on how you define conservative, but that's another show. Yeah, yeah. So Kavanaugh is not a constitutionalist. Let's just be clear on that. And so... Um, but he is a conservative. And there's the problem. Well, I think he's a moderate. Even by those terms, because he's Kennedy uh, again, 2.0. Depending on Kennedy how you define was it. not a conservative. Nobody ever called Kennedy a conservative, did they? No, no, Kennedy's not a conservative. Okay, well, but, but Kavanaugh's, Kavanaugh's referred to as a conservative because, again, when you talk about conservative, what are you referencing? <laughs> you know, Where do you find that definition? Well, so I'll tell any, you what anybody def- can define that. How you become a conservative as a justice you were nominated by a Republican president. Right. Well, that's the only criteria for right. making you a conservative, and, and that which, is one definition. Which, by one, by rule, would make Eric Holder a conservative, uh, a conservative Department of Justice employee. Right. Right. Who was because put in by Reagan? He was put in by Reagan. Yeah. Right. So. Or could make Reagan a globalist? Who knows? Whichever way you want to go with that. But I think <laughs> you use the word constitutionalist, right? Yes, that's constitutionalist. That's that's, uh, that's better because now you're actually tied to a reference point, right? right? Because the Constitution, the principles are a defined. Standard. It is a standard. A standard. So okay. that's. But I, I, we've already had the YouTube flack. I don't know if those people are here anymore, but you know, people freak out <laughs> when I, likes to chase when I say off. that. Yeah, the conservative. So, oh, I'm, so oh, I'm not a conservative. Right. Not no. a conservative. I am not a conservative either. I'm You're a constitutionalist. constitutionalist. Yeah. All right. And we also know that Chrisanne is not just simply a constitutionalist. She is an original intent constitutionalist. Uh, a purist, as Did the you, conservatives a purist, would say. A purist. <laughs> See, and that's the thing, by the way. You get that that uh, pejorative comes from the conservatives. Mm-hmm. You're a you're a purist, mm-hmm. like because the left doesn't they don't care. They don't they don't even want you. They're already mad about the constitutional thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> they don't even want you to believe in that. Then the conservatives are mad because you basically expose them by standing for the constitutional principles rather than just mouthing them. It's hilarious because in on the left coast, I'm absolutely hated. And whenever I show up to speak, before I show up to speak in the western states, uh, there are people protesting me, trying to get me, you know, mm-hmm. off me, off the speaker rolls and that sort of thing. And and then when I'm there, they're there holding their signs, protesting <laughs> me and all, all that. All 12 of them. All 12 of them. And then, the well, they're, it's mostly the media outlets over there, right? <laughs> right. So they come to me, right? And they're like, uh, they always print these articles. Chris Ann Hall is proud of the fact that she is more conservative than Scalia and Kavanaugh. <laughs> <laughs> correct. Yes, that is a correct statement. But they use if, it as a, what did you say, pejorative. pejorative. <laughs> yeah. Again, in that context, if you You're define... You're insulting me on that? No, I don't think so, because I'm pretty much going to agree with that one. And, and in that context, if you are defining conservative as adhering to the Constitution, right? Yeah, right. Uh, which, you know, which is what a lot of people mean... Uh, but then the people but then they classify label. us. Like, what? 
So you're a, you're a purist. You're you a purist. can't put me. Uh, you, you can't use the term conservative and apply it to a constitutionalist like me, and then turn around and call Ted Cruz a conservative. I, I would say, or Mitch McConnell a conservative. Right, he's a conservative. Or uh, what's the guy from Lindsey the Carol- Graham? Yeah, Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham a conservative. And remember Wahlberg, right? Wahlberg, Wahlberg was a conservative, a big, conservative in, RA, in Michigan. Yeah, and then he so he was the guy that basically said. Yeah, yeah, we know what the Constitution says, Chrisanne, but you don't understand how it actually works. Yeah. We can basically do whatever we have the majority no, of vote in Congress to do. He said, yeah. we have the authority to pass any Anything, law, any law we want to. that the majority of the House agrees upon. Yeah. And he said to me, and it's on YouTube, if you want to see this, you can search Chris Ann Hall, Tim Wahlberg. Tim Wahlberg, I always say Mark Wahlberg, you know, because I have the whole Mark Wahlberg thing. Oh, that's the, he's shorter. <laughs> He's shorter, shorter, and he's yeah. more intelligent. <laughs> so Tim Wahlberg, Chris Ann Hall, search it on YouTube and you can see it. Tim Wahlberg actually looked me in the face and said that the Constitution was a goal of perfection that we can never achieve but can strive for. Yeah, and that's what James Madison said right. too. Never. That's what a conservative. That's a conservative is that call you a purist. Yes. The ones oh, he who did call me a purist. The ones who want to get away. You know, they they want to break the law when mm-hmm. it benefits mm-hmm. the Republican Party. Yeah. <laughs> but then when the Democrats do the exact same right. thing, they're they're all up in arms. When it's their turn, they're doing the same garbage. Right. You know, then you're supposed to support them. And 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 like the ones told you, you know, well, we're just. Uh, what do they say? We're just, well, we got to pass this this time, you know, so that it sets us up for next time and then we can, you know, we can draw the line. Just, which, it's total garbage. Which never happens. Yeah. Right? Con artists. So this article, to continue with this article, this is our teaching moment. Uh, because those in power, including the Senate, courts, and White House, represent a small minority of the country's population and are duly influenced by special interests, it is unsustainable. Um, and this article is written by a dude named Michael Gordon. Can I use that word, dude? Yep. Uh, is a longtime Democratic strategist. Is that a way to not say Democrat? I don't know. I, I don't know. Because that word Democratic. I just read that as hack. Like it, that's well, just how it translates but in Democratic my is not the proper use of that term from that a is, historical perspective. That is true. He's okay. a Democrat He's strategist. He's a dre- Democrat strategist. Right. A strategist for the Democrat Party. Right, exactly. So, uh, not, not Democratic. Like his, stri- his, his strategy, you know, is just whatever the majority says. Yes, he's, exactly. He's Democratic. But, but so he's equal. No, that's not what yeah, that means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. So here we go. A former spokesperson for the Justice Department. I'm sure under whose administration. And a principal strategic communications firm, Group Gordon. All right. So you have to understand, JC, the very first sentence in this article made my head explode. I don't know if you want to highlight for them the very first sentence. Ask any middle schooler about the basic role of government and they will answer correctly... That it is to represent the views and ideas of the American people. Yeah. Read, mm. read majority. I mean, he's basically, mm-hmm. it's sort of coded language of majority rule. Policies supported by a clear majority deserve action. Right. Okay. So the word that I call question to is the word correctly. Yeah. 
because okay if you ask any middle schooler which <laughs> i don't even think any middle schooler at this point in time in our educational system would be able to yeah, tell you what the basic role of government is way to set the standard high there, i know there, right michael <laughs> but i don't even think our middle schoolers will meet that at what? some point in time you'll be like what's the basic role of government to give me my check? Uh, yeah, where's, right? so where's, I my, my check? where's my lunch money? Where's that, my like, check? Let's go to the oracle of wisdom on this. Middle schoolers. <laughs> right, right, right. It, did you get this from, what is that show? Are you smarter, smarter than, than a, a fifth, fifth grader? grader? Yeah. Is yeah. that where this yeah, comes yeah, from? Exactly. I mean, that's not even middle school yet. I know, right? <laughs> so, he, so he's really raising the he bar. He really raised Look, the bar. I would normally... Uh, look to the fifth graders for this, but that's too low. We're going straight to middle school on this one, guys. What would they say? We have the definitive word. Well, but you know, I think... Johnny he... says... <laughs> but I again, I don't think Johnny would say that. I think Johnny would say, give me my check. Yeah. And so, or my, my lunch money. Can I go whatever. to the bathroom, Mrs. Harper? <laughs> but here's the thing. A constitutional republic is established so that the minorities can have an equal voice in government. Yeah. I find it quite disturbing that the Democrats, the democratic stat uh, uh, strategist, right, who is supposed to represent the Democrats' view who are all about supporting and defending minorities in society would argue that minority opinions should be dismissed. This is where I need the little, the red light right here. This is like the alarm going off. Hey, attention, newsflash, minorities. Pay attention here. Here's you another have, example of how you're used, yes. how they see you as a useful idiot because they don't believe what they say. Let's let's be very clear about this. This man is deemed an expert by many people on In, the Democrat side, including the middle schoolers, including the including Business Insider, including whoever's in charge of the Department of Justice when he was their spokesperson, right? He is a strategic he has a strategic strategic communications firm. He is a longtime Democrat strategist. I'm not going to say it incorrectly because I don't want to use their bad grammar anymore. I'll correct them. Heck. And he's telling you that minority views have no place in government. Right. Look at what he says. Today, representative democracy <laughs> is on the brink as our government demonstrates an unprecedented disconnect from public opinion. May I be very clear about something, JC? The only reason slavery endured as long as it did was because it began as a majority ideology of society. Prevailing public opinion. Prevailing public opinion that certain people were of less value than the majority comprised of the society comprising the society and notice they, they call everybody who disagrees with them a racist, a racist. but yet everything they express yes. supports is, is what the a foundation that would support uh, a race a race dominant society yes exactly so if the majority of your people are a certain race 
which they are, which view every other race as inferior, unworthy, and worthy of service to the majority race. Right. Then according to Michael Gordon. That's the kind of system we have. That's the kind of system we ought to have. Yeah, that a majority should dictate everything. For instance, he says, 83% of the public supports background checks for gun owners, but that hasn't come to fruition. 77% of Americans want Roe v. Wade upheld, but that precedent keeps getting chipped away. And 84% of the nation supports paid maternity leave, which has yet to become law, despite Ooh. Donald Trump, hello. Sorry. Despite Donald Trump, President Donald Trump's promising it during the 2016 campaign. We see time and time again that even overwhelming popular public views do, don't translate to policy. And he says that's because our three branches of government live under minority rule. No, that's because we live in a constitutional republic, moron. And the Constitution does not authorize the federal government... To do certain things, regardless things. of what the majority whim is. Exactly. The Constitution was designed... Everybody sitting down, strapped in with your seatbelts. The Constitution was designed to protect us from popular public views. Whim. The whim, whim of, of the, the majority. Of the majority. That's why we have a constitutional republic. It was the only way. And they discussed this, JC. We sure. talk about this at LibertyFirstUniversity.com in the course called Slavery and the American Founders. They knew that they had been they had been brought into the realm of slavery as a societal norm, as a cultural norm over history based on periods of history where majority held this position. And they knew that the only way that they would be able to escape that in law is to establish a constitutional republic, number one, where minorities have a society-changing vote, where we are no longer ruled by majority view, and majority would not rule over the people in the federal government. Not only that, the federal government would be limited and defined in its authorities. Well, and they talked about, uh, you know, those things that changed opinion, the, the whim of the majority, right? And crises mm -hmm. or some uh, ascendant uh, group, some strong party, whatever. I mean, think about uh, think about the Japanese internment camps yes. that happened in World War II. So just all of a sudden we're at war, there's this big crisis and everybody's freaked out. And, all the, and, and then you got all the propaganda building up uh, the Japanese as, as the enemy, you know, and that's that's the other thing. Uh, even when you have some group, you know, yeah, they may have right. done something or they may have committed atrocities or whatever. You have the propaganda machine in the media that, that piles on, throws fuel on the fire. They make it even worse than it is in reality right. to get the support. And next thing you know, it's prevailing opinion that it's okay just to round up people because of their heritage, right? Round mm -hmm. up Japanese Americans and put them in, in prison, whole families, m men, women, and children in prison mm -hmm. uh, just because of their DNA. And, and then have the Supreme Court say, yeah, yeah, that's, that's absolutely cool, man. The government can do that. And so that's, that's what this guy is essentially calling for. If we can get public opinion to support this thing, then that's that's what we ought to do. And, then and that's how many atrocities can you name and list off because of prevailing in America, opinion? In America. In America. Let me just 
take a little pause for a second and say, look, if you are watching this YouTube video right now, take three seconds and like this broadcast. Hit the like button. And if you're here, why don't you do the subscribe thing and also hit the bell so you can receive the notifications. Yeah. JC well, tested it out. You click the bell and then you then there's after that there's a little drop down that says all, you know, mm -hmm. to get all the notifications. Yeah, get all the notifications. Uh, by the way, even at that, because I just did work. it, like even at that, somehow they try to keep them back. But if you subscribe, at least do the if you do the buy bell, you hit all and you like the the broadcasts. Yeah. You are more likely to get notifications when they come. I realize there's a lot of check boxes there, and I know that other platforms don't have to have all these check boxes to get into your newsfeed. <laughs> but that's why, because you know, we're swimming upstream here, right? Any dead fish can float downstream. We're live. We're actually going against the popular narrative. We're swimming upstream, and so we're going to have to little work a little bit harder at that. I also want to to uh, mention to everybody that we have a show on uh, Roku, Apple TV, Samsung TV, and Fire Stick, Fire TV, every Saturday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, called Constitutional America. And if you're here on uh, YouTube right now, and you go to our channel to the Chris Ann Hall Show, not the Daily Journal, uh, uh, what do they call that? List? The channels. Uh, yeah, go to the Chris Ann Hall channel, show channel. There will be the latest episode of Constitutional America on there. It's sort of a way to show you what we do. So that way you can be encouraged because not all of them are up there. There are only two ways that you can see the Constitutional America broadcasts. One is on Oath Keepers TV on these four channels, and the other is to be a member at libertyfirstuniversity.com. Yep. So I wanted to give you guys, because this is an important episode, I wanted to use it as uh, to give you guys an opportunity to see it, to experience it, and understand the value of it and why it's worth that further investment. Saturday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Oath Keeper Channel. Be there or be square. You're going to be, uh, you know, the... I guess the, a, the the AG report or whatever came out today. You're gonna to be taking a taking a shot at that on tomorrow's yes. broadcast a little bit. Yes, just to give you guys a heads up, so you can watch for the um, uh, notification. We will look at the AG report tomorrow, um, depending on <laughs> what it is, how much time it will take. Yeah. But I want to I want to offer this. This, um, JC, you have the Business Insider article up there uh, on the thing. But as a counter to that article, I want you to get the business notes the next one over. There you go. Uh, scroll down a little bit. Mm -hmm. All right, there. That's good. We can get there when you get up there. All right, so what this Michael dude, because I don't, I don't think he's an expert in anything except propaganda, what this Michael dude then d tries to do in this article is give a brief description of the intent of the Senate, the courts, and the presidency. Mm -hmm. Once again, what part of the government is missing in this? Yeah, the House. The House, right? So as a counter to this article, so this being the lie teaching moment, as a counter to the truth, there is an article I've written called The Proper Role of Government. They don't have a clue. So if you go to chrisannhall.com and you pull up the article, The Proper Role of Government, They Don't Have a Clue, 
what I do is I walk through that and I give you the House and the Senate and I show you what they're supposed to be, what they mean, and that sort of thing. Uh, so you can take these two articles, and I think my article and their article, and compare them to the side. And one of the things that's really good when you're reading an article and trying to discern the credibility of the article, what are the sources in the articles, right? My sources in my articles are the Constitution, the Founders, the History. And here, I don't know what his sources are. Just basically... His mind. His mind, the musings of his mind, and that sort of thing. Uh, and it's interesting what, what you can obviously tell, uh, by the way, this, this is what he, what he won't admit to, but what is very obvious uh, from the article. Because, again, mm -hmm. the whole argument is uh, it's the majority, the majority think this, and so we should, you know, we should rule according to the majority. Guess what? If the majority were to change to Republican, he'd change his stance. He'd want to change the government back. Oh, this doesn't work anymore. No, no, he'd be like, oh, <laughs> but... America was built to embrace the minority. Yeah, exactly. America was built to protect the minority. So you're hack. Michael Gordon, you're hack. You and that's hack. obvious. That's why you're an opinion contributor, uh, even to the lefty business insider. You're a hack. You're a hack. And it's you're obvious. A hack. And so um, if you enjoyed today's show, make sure that you share it uh, on all your social media. And if you're tweeting it, why don't we do something fun and tag Michael Gordon in all our tweets of today's show? <laughs> I think that's only respectful. Nah. We talked about him. He should know we're talking about I'm not him. I'm not giving a hack publicity. Uh, well, you don't have to give him publicity. Just put him way at the bottom. Just put his little at sign. Nobody reads all the way to the bottom and then he'll see it. Or better yet, you can tweet the show with a picture and then you can tag him in the picture and nobody even sees his tag, right? So there's ways to do that. There are people more social media savvy than I am. Hey, Jeff, tag him with some sailor language. Do, do, <laughs> just do that. And this is why the left media hates Chris Ann Hall, right? <laughs> it's probably also why the right media hates Chris Ann Hall. Hey, you never know. Right. Let's check out our chat before we oh, go. Oh, yeah, let's say hello to our chat before oh, we go. Oh, where'd my chat go? Oh, uh, you didn't link it in. Oh, uh, let me go get my chat. Okay. So, uh, anyway... I'll, I'll finish up with, while you're doing that, JC, I'll, I'll get into this. He says, the grip of the minority has so far caused serious distortions in our policymaking, it's clear that the push to concentrate power is only going to get worse. And then, of course, you get to the air and you realize that this is a, an anti-GOP article, yeah, right? of course. It's totally an anti-GOP article. And to understand what what he means remember a constitutional republic is that the government is is actually uh limited in its authority by the constitution of the united states so remember if you're asking anything about can the government do this question number one what is the article section and clause that authorizes that power right you're not going to find the maternity leave clause in there <laughs> you're not going to find the gun control clause in there and you're not going to find the Roe v. Wade con clause in there either. So, I'm going to visit the chat before we go. Yeah. All right. Appreciate you guys being in again. Oh, hey. Um, yeah, that's right. I am going to be on um, Frank, quite frankly, tonight for uh, a few minutes, right? right? I think JC's going to sit in next to me because JC's a frankly fanboy. Yeah, friend of ours. Uh, <laughs> just Actually, he's, he's going on in about 10 minutes. Yeah. Quite quite frankly, show. Yeah, and I know a lot of you cool guys day. are Frank fans too, which is, by the way, why we decided to schedule the show, uh, well, now that we're moving regularly, to schedule the show at 6 instead of 7, 
because we want you to be able to hear us and Frank as well. Uh, Frank is awesome. Frank uses a lot of Navy language. <laughs> God, <fit me>. He's <laughs> Yeah. He's a little bit more colorful than I am, and uh, but but I love Frank, and I love being on his show. And he and I are going to talk about the I word that shall not be mentioned. That's totally right, uh, Brother Hairless. It reminds me. Oh, I, you, where's you, our fuzzy bear guy? That's bro it, Brother oh. Hairless. Are you fuzzy? Are you fuzzy bear that just shaved? Is that <laughs> is that what's going on here? It's El well, Pecho El, Peludo. You El shaved Pecho the Peludo. El Pecho. I get that. Uh, yeah, no, so no difference. Right, I love this. Put put on a facade, but all the same, behind the scenes and closed doors. You were in D.C. at somebody. I forget who you were there where you're visiting. You, they, they were. Uh, there was like this conference or thing going on, and the politicians were were back and forth at each other. And then you went into their little loungy lounge. Yeah, thing. across the street they have the. I, I forget it was the Capitol something. Yeah, They've yeah. got. All of this club, the and Capitol Club. And so the guys like that, that were just at each other in front of the cameras were there, you know, slapping each other on the back and smiling and laughing and sharing a drink, uh, you know, basically mocking us. So absolutely right. Brother, my brother, hairless, my hairless brother, you, you are exactly right. Well, and here's just, the thing. And we know that. Yeah. Just yeah, quite frankly, is on YouTube. That's where he is. If you want to find him at 7 o'clock. Go and uh, just search, quite frankly, on YouTube. Yeah. And uh, Diesel, I th it's just my opinion. I think cop watch videos are good. Uh, you know, as long, again, the, the cop watch thing, right? The police accountability thing. The deal is, as long as it's not motivated by hate, right? Just, I hate cops. That That's not productive. That's Discern harmful. the bias. If you've yeah. got a report that's giving you a bias, then right. then do what we do. So Say, remember, eat the meat and throw away the bones, the, right? The so-called cops are just like any other you have government to be, employee. They have to be accountable. They're our representatives and right. they have to be held accountable. Right. So, and we don't, come from a, we don't come from a standpoint of hate. We come from a standpoint of, of respecting individual liberty. So Which from, from I my, think they're good in this that is standpoint. the Chris Ann Hall personal perspective. JC can give his own personal perspective. This is why Chris Ann Hall does not endorse other shows and other things. I don't say they're always good. I don't no, say they're always bad. Not. Because look, you can find some good stuff on CNN every now and again and the U, and the ACLU gets it right sometimes. So you have to judge people and you have to judge shows and you have to judge individual shows by their merits. No confirmation bias allowed. And that's why uh, this show has the motto that it has. Liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. By the way, the guys, the, the people, I say guys because I'm from Missouri and that means men and women. So the guys who were asking for the Liberty Over Security Principle Over Party Truth Over Personality t-shirts. Keep your eyes open. They are coming very soon. Uh, Maybe I'll, tomorrow. No, I'll let the cat out of the bag. They're, they're in the store now. But okay. I wanted to show them tomorrow. We'll show them tomorrow. Uh, but they're there. They're there. So, All right, guys. Appreciate you coming. Thanks for being in the chat. Thanks for participating. Don't forget you can support the show by texting IMPACT2020 to 33777. Uh, text that. And then it'll ask you for your email, send your email, and then you'll be given a link. You can go and support and click click your uh, click your support. You know, yes, sir, Mr. Kramer. I mean peace peace officers, peace officers. when I say cop. Which I is want to say one more thing to that because issue. I had some questions on on social media. People saying, Chrisanne, five bucks. How could that even help you if I send you five bucks? Look, 
if everybody <laughs> sends us five bucks, we made it five bucks because it's literally something in today's economy you can't really miss that much. But you can. But you can help us a lot. But you, you now it gives you a choice. You there's four ninety nine, nine ninety nine. So you could do more. You could do more, right? It's not just four ninety nine. You can do more. But we're just saying five bucks because it's because it's easy. Yeah, it's easy, and it's you know I mean think about what you spend five bucks on it on on a day, and we're just. We're just saying five bucks a month. Yep. And and you can help us. All right. Everybody who watches these blogs did that. We would have, we we, we would have our own professional studio building. Amen. Appreciate you guys. Uh, see you next time. Don't forget to go to Liberty First University. Get you a subscription there, and uh, you can we can have a mutual benefit, right? You can right. subscribe and uh, also learn at the same time and get equipped to stand for liberty and, ho and hold liberty first. Amen. Liberty over security, principle over party, truth over your personality. <laughs> God bless you guys. God See you next you time. God bless you guys. See you next time. <laughs> what is